Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Friday edition of a numbers game here on Visa and DraftKings Network. Matt Brown in for Gil Alexander. Kelly Bidlin here on the desk with me. Proudly brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Going to talk some UFC with Jimmy Smith a little bit later. UFC 298 coming up. Then we're going to talk some some NASCAR as well, Kelly. Because listen, we got the Daytona 500 coming up. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. Phil Bobbitt joining us again. He was uh, he was red hot for F1 Vegas. Like like nailed everything. Nearly everything he gave out on the show got home. So there we we'll go. See what he can do uh, this week at Daytona. If he can do that, it's going to be impressive because this one's always tricky. This one's always tricky. Yeah. I, you, you and I, well, I don't want to speak for you. I may have become a, a live betting fanatic over the Daytona 500 over the past few years. There's yeah. just so many crashes. It's just It's a good time of year yeah. for us, too. We're coming off of the NFL thing, so it's kind of like, all right, well, it's guess it's Daytona 500. Daytona weekend, baby. Firing on some of that stuff before we pull all the money out of our accounts to make sure we don't get careless with them for the NFL season. It's like, yes, let's go ahead and get in on all that. But let's look into something massive, massive story from last night. We don't talk a lot of women's sports here on the program. Don't bet a lot of women's sports here on the program. But a... An accomplishment is an accomplishment is an accomplishment. And, and Caitlin Clark goes out and breaks the NCAA women's hoop scoring record. She dropped 49 in a 106 to 89 win over Michigan and did it in style. Logo three from way downtown to get it done. It is the fourth career game of 45 or more points for Caitlin Clark. And she has she also had 13 assists in the game to go along with it. So if you do the math and we'll just math, math, math real quick. That means she scored or assisted on 79 of Iowa's 106 points. That was 75% of the points that were scored in the game. She either scored or assisted on. And if you look, she's actually not done yet. They do have four games remaining in the regular season. She is 81 points shy of passing Hall of Famer Lynette Woodward's scoring record. Now, this is an AIAW major college record, and this was before the NCAA governed women's sports. And so she can get there with 81 more points. Again, she's averaging over 30 points a game. She's got four games left. You think she gets there. Pete Maravich is any Division I scoring and collegiate uh, leader right now. She's 99 points shy of Pete Maravich, who has 3,667 points. So that would be crossing over men's and women's. And now this might be a little bit of a reach unless you go into the postseason stuff, but she's 258 points shy of Kelsey Plum for the most points in a season in Division One history as well. Again, this could go into the, the postseason as well, right? The postseason run. So there are multiple records that could still go down here, Kelly. And so we Did are. Did the single season ones count the, the tournament? Such yes. an unfair question yes. to you. Oh, yes. he knows the answer. Yes. Good on you. Yes, that's why that's that it sits where, where it is. Oh, does she's toast. Them. She's running down all of those. Yeah, so it looks like she will probably, barring a major upset in the postseason somewhere along the way, will likely 
be the all-time leading scorer across every major collegiate category that there is men's or women's. So it's going to be it's going to be a fun run. And again, if you were watching how she got it done last night, kind of a signature shot for her is she'll just kind of cross over midcourt and just let her rip. And, it's incredible. Uh, and that's exactly what happened last night. And that was the one that went down to actually break the record. And, you know, again, I have full disclosure. I don't watch a ton of women's college basketball, but I actually watched a little bit last night to see that because it just really was something that was so cool. The arena was packed. Everyone went absolutely nuts when that was the shot that went down to get it done. Yeah, it, I saw it too. It was really cool. I, I, she's, I mean, you're right. It's, I'm not going to sit here and say, say I watch a lot of women's basketball, either you know, WNBA or college basketball. She is one of those players, though. That it is like you, you just got to recognize whenever I flip on the TV and flip by a game that, that I was playing, it's OK. I mean, I, this is going to sit on the TV for a little while because I can watch Caitlin Clark, Clark play basketball like all day. It's you ridiculous. Can drop bombs. You can drop bombs. Yeah, exactly. She, she, she yeah. just drop bombs from from everywhere. It's, it, it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. She's well. I mean, she her Brianna Stewart. Like there's a couple a couple uh, a couple of these players that I, I can watch play any any night. They're so incredible. So a guy that we were, you know, speculating on would he have been the guy in the move to get LeBron James over to the Warriors, Clay Thompson goes out last night, comes off the bench. So Kelly, this had been speculated for a while. Were they going to keep him in the starting lineup? Were they going to bring him off the bench? Try to figure out something to get him going. Try to figure out something to spark Clay Thompson to get consistent performances out of him because it wasn't like he was terrible every single night it was just the problem was is he would be okay and then he'd be terrible and then he'd be good and then he'd be terrible and he'd be okay and then he'd be terrible so we're trying to figure out what they might be able to do and one of the possibilities was bring him off the bench well they bring him off the bench for the first time since his rookie season he goes for 35 so what do you say about that I think it sounds like a good idea yeah. <laughs> with uh, with Kaminga, uh, you know, Kaminga Pajemski continuing to improve. Yes, this is uh, clearly the plan worked out pretty good on night one, pretty well on night one, 35 points. Um, and, and, you know, I was listening to a couple other people talk about this. I, I do think it simplifies things for Clay too. You don't know where he's at mentally right now, right? Where you're used to being, <laughs> again, if you just look at his numbers, you know how many teams would kill to have Clay Thompson on their team with those numbers? Like, it is... It's just coming down from this superstar level to where you're at now and realizing how can you... He's a you, mere mortal now. Right, exactly. Yes, yes, and how can yeah. you best contribute? And, and I think it does simplify things, I think, a little bit for the team and for him when it's, all right, Clay, you're coming off the bench now. Maybe instead of one of these guys that, that need a little bit more help around him, it's, Clay, Come, we need you. To, it's very simple what you, we need you to come in and do. Come in and score, right? It is, it is, that's all you got to think about. It's going to be less minutes with Steph Curry on the court together, which I'm not saying is a bad thing, but it really lets him be the guy when he's on the court, uh, when he's out there on the court by himself, scoring wise. So I totally expect it's going to continue. I mean, as long as that, as long as that starting lineup doesn't completely falter here at some point, I would expect it to see him coming off the bench. If you look, um, you know, I think he came with a pretty good viewpoint on all this. And yeah. He said, you can do two things. You can pout or you can go out there and respond. He said, I think I did the latter pretty well tonight. And yep. like, you know, it's, it's a, it's a tough deal for a professional athlete when you have, when you finally come to that realization that my skills have diminished, right? And like you, it's, you, you're on top of the world. Everyone's telling you how awesome you are. Clay Thompson's going to be a hall of famer. You know, all these things. It's, it's one of those deals where when you look at yourself in the mirror and you go, I'm not the same dude anymore. It's a tough pill to swallow, but the fact that he was able to to go out there, come off the bench, and play at a high level because he had the right mindset in doing so, I think speaks a lot about Clay Thompson as well. I think it does too. I, and he, he's not necessarily a guy that I've been a huge fan of before in the past. I think he's a you know I think he's someone that's yeah he's been a little cocky after some Warriors yeah. wins and stuff like that. Maybe the not the most easily likable player in the NBA. Not that he's the guy that I hate either, yeah. but the. But everything you just said, right? I mean, we heard him talk a couple months ago while going through the struggles, and it's—I mean, it's got to be tough when you're a, when you're a guy who's got that kind of resume yeah. to have microphones jammed in your face after every loss and every bad performance. And hey, talk about how bad you played tonight and what's wrong with your game. Like yeah. that cannot be easy for anybody, much less someone who's played at the level he has. So when he had the comments just a couple months ago, of like, "Hey, I'm willing to do anything to help this team succeed," and then you actually see it, like. 
I mean, it's one thing to say it, but then it's one thing to come off the bench and actually contribute like that and still give that kind of max effort. I think it's extremely impressive and says a lot about the guy, like, like you said, Matt. Yeah, I can tell you it's it's. I don't. I'm not saying the Warriors are actual contenders, but I'll say that if this is what could possibly work for them, because one of the reasons that we did not like the Warriors, I didn't like the Warriors, and certainly didn't like their prospects of of succeeding, you know, into the playoff run, was the fact that hey, look. You, you never knew what you were going to get from Clay Thompson. You never knew you were going to get good Clay, bad Clay, or somewhere in between Clay. If they make this move where he comes off the bench and, like you said, takes a lot of the pressure off of him, this comes like a, hey, man, we need you. When you come out there, this is off the bench. You're our scorer. Go out there. Just do your thing. I don't know. It, it at least it makes it more interesting. I'm not saying I'm buying in on the Warriors, but it certainly makes it more interesting than than a couple of days ago to me. Yeah, I mean, in theory, as long as those guys, you know, as long as you get Pajemski and Kaminga playing well in the starting lineup, in theory, you now now have more depth, yeah. right? Now have more reliable depth is the way you'd look at it. So, um, yeah, we'll see how it pans out. It's just the West is so it's just so tough to get maybe able to go far through there. Whatever, when I get very get questions about Lakers or Warriors. It's can they do it? Yeah, I think either team can just because they got special players still leading the way for them but man it's a tough road through the western conference yeah it really really is and it is like i said though yeah i'm not a warriors fan but if they're better i think it's better for everyone better for the league steph's a superstar getting all that yep. done you know like draymond's an easy guy to hate on so you get people to watch just because they want to hate him like it's, you know there's a lot there's a lot going on there i, I think it's better if they're if they're better yeah i agree and i'm gonna say the same thing about the lakers yeah, I know, for sure, for sure. All right, so golf going to be teeing off here very, very shortly. So be sure and get over there and get in your bets if you want to get going on the Genesis before they get going in the second round. Patrick Cantlay, your leader, plus 330 to win it all. Scotty Scheffler still sitting there, plus 650. Jordan Spieth at 10 to 1. Jason Day with a big round, 11 to 1 for him. Cam Davis at 12. Zalatoris at 14. Ludwig sitting there at 16. Luke List at 20. Everyone else, 25 to 1 or longer. Kelly, I just look at this and people are going to go, wait, Scotty Scheffler still sitting at 650. All I can say is this, and I, we've said this on our podcast. I will continue to say this maybe until the day I die. If Scotty Scheffler could putt at even an average level, he would win every third tournament he played. And it might be every other tournament that he plays because the guy yesterday just pounded the greens over and over and over and over again. And miss putts that Kelly, I think, you know what? I'd have given you a better chance oh, of making thanks, it. Man. Yeah. I could have knocked home at least one or two yeah. of those. Yeah. I mean, you're just sitting there and that it's that's why he's still sitting at six fifty. He is giving himself one of the stats that Kelly and I will talk about if you listen about golf's opportunities game. Nobody gives themselves more opportunities than Scotty Scheffler. And if he happens to start putting well, if they happen to start rolling in, goodness gracious, what the round could bring. For Scotty Scheffler. We'll talk a little bit more about that here on the other side and look at some NFL MVP. It's a numbers game here on a Friday. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids, but I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, 
You don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my <laughs> If you are not already a VEASAN Pro subscriber, go in, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You can get in for just $9.99. It is a way to see every single thing that we do for the first month. And then, you know what you're going to do? You're going to come in and you're going to then at that point subscribe annually. But let's go ahead and get you in at $9.99, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. You get the daily emails. You get the picks. You get the betting guides. And if you do that math, the betting guide will take you all the way through March Madness, which means you get our March Madness betting guide, which means you get that for just $9.99 as well. So be sure, go in, take advantage of everything we do over at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin here on a Friday edition of a numbers game. Matt in for Gil. Gil will be back here in a week or so, getting some nice little R&R out there. Kelly, let's put a bow here on the genesis if people want to get in and, and try to get a bet down uh, we, we were talking a little bit about scotty scheffler and you said you even got in live on him and it's, it's one of those things where yes there's a ton of variance with him in the putting but the thing is, is if he runs on the right side of variance it's i mean a a eight nine under round is is inside the realm of possibilities here because the course is playing fairly friendly out there as long as you are hitting fairways and greens and that's exactly what scotty scheffler is doing and so if you're yeah. If, if, if long as he can get some of these things to go down, he he could easily make a run. Yeah, it's. Uh, I was kind of telling you off air. It's not, it's definitely one of the things I've got circled of uh, of my most uh, you know biggest kind of golf strategies or things I'm going to try to implement this year is just the is finding dips in Scheffler top ten top twenty numbers throughout a tournament uh, to jump in on because it is just he's he's too good with everything else besides the putting that he's always going to put himself in position. And we've talked about for the past two seasons now, how many wins would he have if he just putted average? And it's, it's tough because it would be a lot, but he's always still either so many top tens and top twenties that he's finishing with on a consistent basis that sometimes pre-tournament, I was having a discussion discussion with someone before this tournament, because there were some wide ranging top net top 10 numbers on him. I was seeing anywhere from minus 130 to like minus 220. I'm like, look, that minus 130, I think is a great bet. I actually think it's a great bet on him. I think when you're getting closer to two dollars, it's a little much. And I told him, I told him, I was like, I'm like, I'm going to wait till I get in tournament, see if I can get something in. I, ju- I jumped in like a minus 125 yesterday. Not that much better. It's just a guy you, 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 you. There's no there's no person that you could be that you can rely on more on the PGA Tour right now than Scotty Scheffler, but it's not necessarily to win a tournament. It's just to put himself in that position, though, almost yeah. every single week. Absolutely. If you look yesterday, uh, Tiger Woods shoots a one over par, a, kind of a tough round for him. Battling still so, some back spasm stuff out there. You see him just with a complete shank. You just never see it on the PGA Tour. And and Tiger Woods just a complete shank out there. Set his back locked up on him yeah. and wasn't able to complete the swing. And, you know, just stuff like that. And I, this is just this is just what we're going to have to deal with with Tiger moving forward. He's just not he's just not healthy. And so the fact that he's not healthy and can still go out there and shoot one over, 
on in these conditions on oh, this course. Yeah. Whatever, he was still putting it out there, averaging 304 off the tee. I mean, you know, it's just it's absurd. But it's like we said, his win equity is I'm not going to say zero, but it's it's sub five percent. It's sub one percent in my in my personal opinion. Yeah, I don't know, but I, I didn't really catch I didn't really catch what was going on with. I had it on mute. I saw him finishing up the last hole. Saw you know saw him shank that, but I, I didn't catch the back spasm stuff until this morning. And man, the moment I read those words, you're just ah, like a guy that's dealt with this stuff for so long because of just every all the injuries connecting and leading to the back and back problems, and it, it, it's just. It's tough. It's tough. I really well, guess wanna... what, though, Kelly? What's that? That plus one was still better than someone who doesn't have back spasms, and that's Rory McIlroy, who went three over yesterday, despite sitting T10 at three under through <laughs> through 10 holes. Yes, I am not kidding you. T- oh, I did see that, yeah. T10, three under through 10 holes. He, can, he, he proceeds to bogey 12, double 15, triple 16, and then bogey 18 as well. Roy McIlroy, if you want to find him on the leaderboard, keep scrolling. He's T64 and has actually put himself in the in the position of maybe the cut line coming into play. <laughs> because, again, it is top 50 in ties. And as long as you're within 10 strokes of the leader, yeah. you are still going to make the cut. But as of right now, he's on that line of 10 strokes outside the leader. We actually do have Kevin Yu, Matt Fitzpatrick, Nick Harding, and Alex Smalley, who are outside of that 10 strokes of the leader. So there would be a cut currently unless these guys can kind of right the ship. Uh, here in round two, so what, maybe we'll we will see a few guys have to go home. What if you had like four guys cut? And it was Max Homa, Matt F- Matt Fitzpatrick, Rory McIlroy, and Tiger. Woods. And they're just doing live streams from the bar, <laughs> like just like getting hammered and stuff on Saturday and everything. So uh, good. Old, hey, I, I mean, I mean, Tiger. As much as we're just sitting here talking about, I mean, Jesus, the I'd like, yeah, like I'd like to say, hey, Rory, we kind of talked about that. I, you know, maybe I got a good read on him this tournament. He's he's right where the rest of my losers though are. Good on you. You you picked a first leader at least yesterday yeah, I got nice hit on Cantley. well that was just a FOMO pick I, well, actually you know this like I, I'm not going to do a victory lap because you and I were sitting here before the show and I go yeah, hey, did you, bring it up like I go, hey yeah. man did you uh did you gra- did you grab any extra bets and you're like ah, I just put in a few like first round leader bets or something <laughs> and and I just turned to Kelly and I go that's the perfect way for me to put this FOMO Cantley bet in because like, I'm like I, he, he's at the top of every model and I never bet him yeah, and, I, and I just don't know why and I was like you know at least I can get a, a piece without like having to put the full investment in so yeah lucky on that one again that was just a, a, a FOMO bet so and Wes yeah. has him in the outright so yeah. you know good on good on him uh, hopefully he keeps uh, playing well yeah keep keeps uh, rocking and rolling so I'm, I'm gonna call an audible here because we said MVP but I think this is more of a a bigger discussion. So let's just talk like a little bit of this NBA all-star weekend stuff and see if you have any thoughts whatsoever, because I certainly don't uh, when it comes down to it. So uh, dunk contest, you can bet on this. You can bet on the three point contest. These are a couple different things that you can do for NBA all-star weekend. You can uh, take giant sheets of paper and put, 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 you know, an odd on there. One, one, one line Mm -hmm. on there as well. So Kelly dunk contest, um, any thoughts here at all? We have a, a big favorite Mac McClung at minus 185, and then everyone else is either three and a half to one or longer. So normally, I would say uh, I would not be involved in betting the dunk contest oh, at boy. all. That's a lead into I did it. That's I'm, a lead into I, I, I did it. I haven't done it yet. Oh. But, oh. but, Matt. All right, all right. Mac McClung, with the show he put on last year, incredible, right? But there's too much carryover to a minus 185 this year. And now we have Jalen Brown participating where you've got a real, like, NBA star caliber level player actually participating in this thing. And I can get him at plus 350. Like, you don't think Jalen Brown's been sitting around for years. You don't think he's getting texts from a lot of stars in the league like, hey, bud, like, I know, like, I couldn't do it, but so glad you're trying out. Like, put up a big number for us, you know, kind of all the big stars. Like, I don't. I think Jalen Brown's going to put up put up a, put up a show. So, so I'm going to take a the piece. number. Was, you, yes. you, so you're playing a number. I'm playing here, a number. Yes. I am playing yeah. a number. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and over three to one with a guy like him. I actually think I will. I think I am going to bet a piece on that uh, on this. But there's this is a dunk contest. It's obviously judged by you know four people four people it sitting is. over there with cards. It is what I will say about this though. And I think just from a betting aspect, would you agree or, or disagree? I'm curious, you know, by the way, I'm sitting here with, you know, one of our hosts of Hardwood Handicappers. So I got to, you know, ask you, but Kelly, but let's say casual fan who has, you know, absolutely no idea the NBA All-Star game is even starting you know, like this, this weekend or so like they're coming in and they look, by the way, if you're looking for these markets, hit basketball 
over on the DraftKings tab and then go down and it'll say NBA All-Star Weekend. That's where you're going to find all these. So, Kelly, wouldn't you say if you want to bet Jalen Brown, though, probably now because the casual fan doesn't have any idea who those other three guys are? Uh, probably, you know, except for the people that are going to remember McClung from last year. Uh, yeah, otherwise, yes, I think that is a good strategy. Because it's it seems to me if somebody's going to come in and just want a little bit of skin in the game, they're just going to bet the player that they recognize, and they probably don't recognize the other three guys. Maybe Jaime Hawkins Jr. you do, but that's, I mean, you would have to be paying attention to the NBA a fair amount this year, or that's college saying. basketball for yeah. the past three years. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about like just like your average casual fan who like just goes, you know what, I just want a little bit of juice. Yeah, it's it's the know? Tiger effect. Yeah. Tiger's yeah. going to take money, yes. Jalen Brown is going to take money in this market. I agree with you overall. Uh, that is a bet. I think three-point contest. Well, that does have some names. There's some big names in yeah. this one. And this one, like, look, all of these proceed with caution. It's All-Star yes. Weekend again. This is, The dunk contest is judged by a bunch of people on the court that can be easily swayed by who knows what. Um, and the three-point contest, I mean, this year the field is stacked. You're talking about star-level players. That every are, single one of these guys could win. Every single yeah. one of these guys could win. Every single one of them could win. So I do my simple little handicap every single year, Matt, and see, okay, how many guys this year, or which of these guys this year are the most efficient and take the most shots from wide open three-point range. And you can go NBA.com. We don't often mention the league sites, right? Yeah. But NBA.com, PGA Tour.com, two of the better ones yeah, actually, actually should really be able good, to yeah. find stats. Um, NBA.com, you can find all this stuff uh, with a wide open three-point percentage guys. And look, Trey Young is is by far, attempt-wise, the number one guy at the top, um, I think you could feel pretty confident in Trey Young's three-point-making ability if you've watched him play over the years. Um, so he will be a bet for me. And then Tyrese Halliburton is kind of the number one in percentage from that that wide-open range, uh, uh, that while also taking a fair amount every game. That's one I wanted to look at, uh, around two-and-a-half attempts, three attempts per game. Um, so I think I will be mixing in a, two bets. Al Burton, Trey Young, that's usually what I do every year. I'll pick two guys. Uh, pick two guys, make at least a bit of a case for them, and there then go. have some fun. Saturday. There you go. A five to one and a six to one on Halliburton and Young. And as Kelly said, don't don't go too crazy. Any of those guys could get hot and, and Any get, of these guys get, could get, win. It, get yes. it done. So don't go too crazy here. Let's talk a little UFC with Jimmy Smith here on the other side. Numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Hey, sometimes you have to be a VSEN Pro subscriber to get access to all of our guides out there, and sometimes we give you a gift. And Kelly Bidlin, that's exactly what we decided to do here at VSEN.com slash guide. Season NBA primer. I think I screwed up the name, something like that, though. Uh, we are. Th- this is great. Zach Cohen and JVT worked so hard on this. They did. They did write-ups basically on all the Western Conference, Eastern Conference teams, true contenders, who's really in it, who's out of it. I did a write-up on the MVP race as well. So I think for a lot of people, whether you're big into the NBA. Okay, there's hopefully going to be some useful information in there, and you've been following the season all uh, you know all year long. Or hey, for those people that are just catching on, the NBA season is going on right now. Welcome to the NBA season. Get caught up right now on our NBA betting primer free at Veasan.com/guy. We have joked about that, but it is it is true. There are people who are kind of swooping in now. Now that the NFL is done. And they're looking at other sports and look at other things to bet. And we can let you know that the Western Conference All-Stars are two-and-a-half-point favorites over the Eastern Conference All-Stars in the NBA All-Star game with a total of 364. So, you know, just your just your casual 364 total. And, you know, and, well, I got 365-and-a-half here at Circa. Oh, boy. Middle Oh, oh there it is. <laughs> we got it going. Okay. We, we, we joked, but it, in all honesty, like, you can bet it, but just it, it's for fun. Like, like, there's no way of telling how much of this is going to happen. Like, we've seen it in these All-Star Game, Kelly. Sometimes they'll run it for a little while. Sometimes they're uh, 364. You just bet it, and you just, it's for fun. Yeah. So you have a sweat. No, it totally is. Um, I, yeah, look, I'll be the first one to admit, I love the NBA as much as anybody out there. Watch it basically every single night. I will watch 10 minutes of this game before I usually turn it off. Like, it is... It, it's still because it, it's not a real game. It's not a real game. It's where you get to see the pros throw down some big yeah. dunks of their own, but there's no defense played. And it's hey, Steph, try one from half court. Let's have some fun. It's fun. Like I, it's a good time. But um, yeah, yeah, we were talking the other day. It would be nice if they're. I love what they did with the in season tournament. 
could you could you maybe back up the Brinks truck and make uh, either the dunk contest incentivized a little bit more these days or the game? I think the All-Star game's broken, but yeah. I think the dunk contest, you could maybe do something like that with, get some of these get bigger names back involved. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So let's talk about we we talked about uh, some of these running backs that were. Um, are, are we good to go? We good here? Good to go. Oh, all right then. Well, never mind. We're going to talk about some UFC. So instead, let's uh, make a little pivot over here to the cage to the octagon UFC two ninety eight going down tomorrow night, and nobody better to chop it up with about this than Jimmy Smith. Jimmy, how you doing, buddy? Doing fantastic. Yeah, I'm the important one. You got you got to get to me quickly. Just is what it is. Combat sports, Jimmy Smith. I know. What I'm here for, guys. NBA stuff. All right. Big Lakers fan, but beyond that, combat sports. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. I, I'm going to start with with this because I do this with with guests that I talk to about the UFC. Because you know, listen, most casual fans are only going to tune in for the pay per view part of the card. They're only going to watch the, the the big name guys that are going at it. They're on the main card. So, is there a, is there a prelim fight? Is there one that you have kind of circled as like, man, that's a must watch fight? I feel confidently about that fight. I really do like that one that we can pitch to the casual fans out there and say, hey, maybe you can tune into this before you get over to the pay-per-view. Well, this prelim's pretty good, but the one that really gets to me, it has to be Amanda Lamos versus Mackenzie Dern. Strawweight division, 115 pounds. It's the most compelling division in in women's MMA right now. Mackenzie Dern, if you don't know who she is, she's a daughter of Megaton Diaz, who's a jiu-jitsu legend. She's a world champion in her own right, but she's been kind of up and down where she'll have a great fight one time her submission game is outstanding then she'll decide to stand and bang for 15 minutes and lose a decision she's kind of up and down to me that makes this fight exciting amanda lemos uh great stand-up great kickboxing aggressive but that aggression can lead into the submission game of Mackenzie dern which is world class they're both trying to kind of make their name in a very very tough division so the prelim finale right the main event of the prelims is amanda lemos Mackenzie dern that's a great one you also have marcos Hoj Jerio De Lima, really exciting heavyweight, 21-9-1 versus Justin Taffa, who is cut very much from the Mark Hunt mold, right? Ray Cepho, he just has huge hands, stands and bangs, stocky, one-dimensional guy. But that's going to be a knockout sensation in the first round. So both of those prelims are very, very good. All right, Jamie, I want to skip down to a fight that I think people will be paying a ton of attention to. Marab and Cejudo are going to be going at it. And I just want to get your opinion here. You know, I'm sure you were I'm sure you were saying on your show, and I'm sure that I was screaming, you know, I I didn't like when Henry took three years off kind of in his prime. It's like, man, take advantage of these prime years. And now here we are 37 years old and everyone's now asking the question, well, did he sit out too long? Is he too old now? Has he lost a step? Is this going to be where he gets kind of proven to be the guy that is on the other side and can't really rebound here? What say you about about Cejudo's he has into this fight? Yeah, this is it. His career is on the line. And, and, and the problem is, so often it's, man, if I lose this, I'm going to retire. It puts pressure on a lot of fighters. They generally see the end of the tunnel. They see, all right, after this fight, I'm probably done. When you start seeing the end, and, I, you know, if you guys are old enough uh, like me to remember an NFL where running backs were king, it, it's this idea that once a running back says, yeah, this might be my last year, you start wondering, are they going to take that hard hit? Right? Are they going to go into the line and really take that big tackle? Or are they going to run out of bounds uh, right before the the first down because they know it's the end? Unfortunately, Henry Cejudo's in that place. And and to your point, when he came back and lost to Aljamain Sterling by one round for the title, what do you say? Man, if he hadn't taken those years off, man, he's, he's right there. If he hadn't taken those years off, he might be champion again. So this is a, a, a fight where Henry Cejudo's backed into a corner against a great MMA wrestler, a guy who's very, very big, likes his clinch positions, is able to neutralize a lot of the game that Henry Cejudo brings. This is a tough one for Henry Cejudo. I think if he does lose, I think he retires again. Marab, a minus 238 favorite in that one, plus 195 on Henry Cejudo sitting here talking to Jimmy Smith. You can catch him over on SiriusXM, Unlocking the Cage, at Jimmy Smith MMA over on the Twitter machine. So let's get to the next card on the main bout here. Jeff Neal lost three of his last five, including his last fight in March where he missed weight, got choked out by Rachmanov. Um, Ian Gary coming in undefeated. Lots and lots of hype surrounding him as we enter this one. Uh, Gary, a minus 230 favorite, plus 190 here on Jeff Neal. What do you feel about Ian Gary? Is he the future? Is he the real deal? And is he going to prove it here against Jeff Neal? 
Yeah, the, the problem is exactly what you're talking about. You see a lot of wide spreads on this card, a lot of two to one, three to one favorites. You know, if you're betting guy, you start looking at overs and unders, right? You start looking at other ways you can make money because spreads are so high. Uh, with this one, Ian Machado is a great outside fighter, six foot three at 170 pounds. He's tall. He's rangy. Great calf kicks. Great outside game. That's how he beat Neil Magny. Jeff Neal is a good striker in his own right, but more boxing range. Right, gets in tight, throws good combinations. It's mostly with the hands. He's going to have trouble on the outside with Ian Machado Gary. It might look a lot like the Neil Magny fight. Going outside, leg kicks, keep him at a distance. You're the taller guy. You're the ranger guy. Keep the puncher uh, safely away from you, and you can win. Now, if you're looking to make money, I would go the 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 over on this. Ian Machado Gary tends to win by decision. We saw him hurt Neil Magny a lot. He had a 10-8 round in there. You can say there were a couple. And what did he do? He always let him up and, 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 and stayed safe on the outside. So if you're looking to make some money, I'm starting to look at over and unders. I would take the over on this. I think it's two and a half rounds. But still, I really think it's decision for Ian Machado Gary winning from the outside. Robert Whitaker and Paulo Costa were sitting here. Whitaker, a minus 238 favorite. If you want Costa, plus 195 in this one. This one, we kind of go to another narrative here, Jimmy, which is we haven't seen Paulo in the cage since August of 2022. And if you look even before that, we've actually only seen him fight three times in the last three and a half years. You know, coming on four years where you haven't seen. So here, here's the ring rust is it real is it not real is this how bad is this for him entering this fight we know that Whitaker has stayed active over the course of his career how do you see this one going down well, here's the deal is that the last fight he has against a shot Luke Rockhold, who came back, didn't have a lot of gas, didn't have a lot of energy, and Paulo Costa couldn't finish him, stayed ahead in that fight and comfortably won, but couldn't finish a guy who I think was on his last legs professionally. When you look at this fight, I guess if you're looking for that that roll the dice live dogs, we're talking about some 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 serious odds here. Robert Whitaker is stuck in that no man's land. Former champion, lost his rematch for the title. The UFC has no reason to really get behind him as a title contender, but he's still pretty good. You don't keep him as a gatekeeper because he'd keep the gate closed. Not a lot of guys up and coming can beat him. So you got to ask yourself, all right, what's Robert Whitaker fighting for at this point in his career? Does he have the motivation coming off loss to Drake's Duplessis, which was a huge upset? I guess if you're willing to throw the dice at a live dog, this would be it. Paulo Costa is a heavy hitter. He's big for the weight class. He might find the button. The safe bet, however, is going to be Robert Whitaker by decision. He's just too versatile right now for Paulo Costa. And that time off, that ring rust is an issue. Jimmy, 45 seconds here. Volkanovski to Puro. We got jujitsu black belts, good oh, wrestlers. Geez. Amazing, amazing here. What do you think about this one? Go with the upset. Ilya Tapuria, right? If, 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 uh, Volkanovski loses. It's father time is going to catch him. No opponent is going to catch him. He's never been more vulnerable physically coming off a knockout loss or mentally with the stuff he's been dealing with than he has ever been in his career. If you're going with the upset, it's Ilya Tapuria. That's where I'm going. He's a slight dog. It is worth the money. I'm going Ilya Tapuria. Let's go third round knockout. New champion at 145. Go and get all of Jimmy's thoughts over at SiriusXM Unlocking the Cage at Jimmy Smith MMA. Jimmy, thanks for time this morning, man. Appreciate it. Anytime, guys. Appreciate you. Woo, boy, it's a good. That's a good main event, Kelly. Uh, it's, that's a good one. That's the hell worth of a the, card. It's worth the. That one is worth the money. That one is definitely just worth by the itself. Money. Okay. Let's talk some NFL MVP for next season when we come back. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real, live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun! Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my day. That's my day. <laughs> <laughs> DraftKings Sportsbook customer, do we have a deal for you? Go in, download the DraftKings Sportsbook. Use promo code VEASAN when you make that first deposit. Go in, make your first bet, and you can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you do not hit on that first bet. So, yes, if you made a $500 deposit, you went in, you bet $500 on a game and it did not hit, you're going to look in your account and you were going to have $500 in bonus bets sitting there waiting on you. But again, this is for new customers and you have to use the promo code VEASAN, V-S-I-N, to get this offer. So go in, DraftKings Sportsbook, promo code VEASAN, your first bet up to $1,000 back in no sweat. Free bets. All right, Kelly, here we are. We are, this is, this, is, this is NFL silly season, you know, a little bit. Like we're getting some of these mock drafts come out that are just absurd. I saw a couple yesterday. People just trying to, Get the clicks. Oh, the clicks. Getting the clicks. It's not Caleb Williams number one. You're just getting It clicks. was, you know, it, it was the, could J.J. McCarthy go two overall? And it's like, I mean, sure. One out of a thousand yeah. times. Yeah, I mean, one out of a thousand times he could. Yeah, clickbaits. But stick so, around to see if I could make yeah. the same putts as Scotty Scheffler. Yeah, it's, like, <laughs> it's like the same deal. It's like, you know, could he? Sure, one in a thousand times. Let's run the sim a thousand times. Does he go second overall? Probably once in a thousand times. Sure. So, yes, he could. I answered your question for you. You don't have to click it to answer the person's question. Yes, he could. But one of these markets that is outside of getting into silly season that I think that there is at least somewhat interesting. If you go to DraftKings, you can pull up next season's MVP, right? And, and, Sure, Patrick Mahomes is going to be favored, but then you start to get into some of these other names, and I think some of them are at least decently intriguing, and I want to get your thoughts on a couple of them. That is it too long? Is it too short? Do you think they're just right? But Mahomes 6-1, to Allen 7-1, to Burrow 9-1, to Lamar sitting 10-1, to so you're defending MVP here, 10-1. to Jordan Love, 12-1. to Jordan Love is your fifth player on the MVP odds board. Brock Purdy sitting there tied with him, as is Justin Herbert. C.J. Stroud at 14. Jalen Hurts at 15. Dak Prescott, who, who had a very impressive performance this year in the MVP voting, 15-1. to 1. Tua at 18. Aaron Rodgers at 22. Trevor Lawrence, 25. Kirk Cousins, we don't even know where the hell he's going to be playing. Kirk Cousins. Or when. At 20, yeah, 25-1. to 1. Jared Goff at 30, Matt Stafford at 30, Anthony Richardson, who will be back assumed there for the Colts at 40. And then we finally get to our first position player outside of quarterback at Christian McCaffrey at 40, Justin Fields, 40, Deshaun Watson, 45, Calamari, 50. So I, I paused on Jordan Love. We knew the Packers were going to get a ton of love, no pun intended, heading into this season. You could already tell 
The hype was starting to build at the end of last year. You look at the statistics with Jordan Love, and it tells a story of a guy who definitely figured some stuff out over the course of the season. He was much, much better in the second half than he was in the first. Those young receivers seem to come into their own. But are we willing to say Jordan Love 12 to 1 in the MVP market? No. Also, why didn't we do this on Valentine's Day? I'm the worst producer ever. Um, <laughs> no, I no, I can't get behind that one at all. That that was the one that jumped out to me. I'm re- I'm really eager to see what uh, see what else you have to say about this market because when Matt and I were discussing this the other day, he's like, I need a whole segment for MVP. I was yeah. like, a whole segment for MVP? Okay. Um, no, I think there are a couple that jump out to you here, right? Jordan Love. No, at twelve to one, I'm not even considering him. But you know what, Matt? I'd still make that bet before I bet Brock Purdy at twelve to one. So that's where I'm going. So these like these kind of middling ones, like the love. I'd bet C.J. Stroud over Brock Purdy at fourteen. The the Herbert even at twelve to one, right? I mean, like we have seen. Last time I checked, right, Justin Herbert still plays in the same division as, as that guy at the Correct. top, right, Correct. doesn't he? he? He still does. That's what I thought. And, and that, what you said about Dak too. In what world, like, in what world could you? realistically go to the window right now and feel more confident with a 12 to one ticket on Justin Herbert than a 15 to one ticket on Dak Prescott. Right, You're going to get at least with Dak Prescott, you know, you're getting two games against the giants and two games against the Redskins, every single uh, commanders. Wow. Redskins. I I, like skipped right over the whole football (laughs) team. I skipped, I skipped through the football team era. Right. All right. Back to the Redskins. Holy mackerel. I've got San Diego chargers a couple times here in the past. All right. No, sorry about that. That was uh, anyway, commanders, there and so you have that every single you know I I you I don't know man like it just to me Herbert need would need to be more in that fifteen sixteen to maybe even twenty ish range he's got to be twenty yeah, he's got to like, be twenty like range for that like I get the Burrow one right like Burrow at full strength with Chase yeah. and 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 like again whether they how they however they decide to go about it whether it's bring back Higgins or draft a wide receiver or draft Brock out whatever it is like he'll have the weapons he'll have whatever I get. All of that. I get Lamar. He's a dual threat. Do I think 10 to 1? Probably not, but it's fine. Whatever. You know, he's going to get his with his legs. But then you get to like some of these guys, like, again, Tua at 18. Are you, are you, what are you doing if you're putting in it Tua at 18, Kelly? Because again, Tua's one way player. So Tua's going to have to go and just throw for a billion yards and a billion touchdowns and have a low interception rate right? because he's getting you nothing with his legs at all. You're getting no rushing anything with Tua. So it's a, it's kind of a one way handicap with him, which is just, he goes berserk. And if that's the case, I'd almost just rather bet Tyreek to win offensive player of the year. Yeah. You know, because like, if that's the case, then it's most likely the, the bulk of those yards are going to Tyreek Hills. It is anyway. So, you know, I don't know. I think when I look at this, I go down the board and I see Jared Goff, sitting there at 30 to one. And if we're talking about like putting in a ticket on someone that maybe you could monetize a little bit later down the road, you'd have a big fat ticket on Jared Goff at 30 to one. Jared Goff threw for 4,575 pass yards this year. He had 30 touchdowns to just 12 interceptions, 269 yards per game, a 67% completion percentage for Jared Goff. If you go over to pro football focus and Kelly, you and I have talked about this a ton. It's not the end all be all, but like, they're watching every single down that every single person plays, and they grade them. He was the fifth overall graded passer in the NFL. That had As long as you had at least 400 dropbacks, which means you were basically the starter for the majority of the season, he was the fifth graded passer in the NFL by Pro Football Focus. He had an offensive line that was eighth overall in blocking, uh, pass blocking, second overall in run blocking. Now you get year two of Jameer Gibbs. You get year two of Sam Laporta. Sam Laporta was already one of only six tight ends that got 100 targets as it is anyway. So he was already relying on Sam Laporta. Now you get year two of Sam Laporta in there. Not to mention Jamison Williams' first real season with this team. He was injured year one, then suspended year two because of the gambling thing. So you get a full season with Jameson Williams for the first time. Plus, would you be shocked if they went and added another receiver in the offseason? Well, and you get Amon Ross St. Brown is, is the is the sixth graded wide out yeah. in, the, in the NFL. So, again, we're, is it likely 
Well, probably not because that's why he's 30 to 1. But could Jared Goff play himself into the conversation where if you're holding a 30 to 1 ticket, you can guarantee yourself to make some money? I think that that is a very real possibility. If Jared Goff has at least a little bit of a step forward with, again, we're talking about year two of Jameer Gibbs, year two of Sam Laporta, the first full season with Jamison Williams. You already have Amon Ross St. Brown, who's an absolute stud. And like you said, they might lose Josh Reynolds. Right. Yeah. That might open the door for them to go and get one of these kind of middling. Right. Like they're not going to get a top tier receiver. They don't need it. But like they they could go get like a middling third option, or you just lean even more heavily into Laporta, which I think is it would be perfectly fine as well. I I think golf at thirty to one is at least a semi compelling um, case to be made because the other thing here, who who else is in that division? We just talked about it. Jordan loves 12 to 1. So if Jared Goff is sitting there having an unbelievable season, which means he's probably knocking off one of the guys that's above him on the odds board. Yeah. He's probably like knocking off one of his competitors along the way. So it's kind of doubly working for you here because if your ticket's working for you, it's also probably knocking down one of the other guys. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I think just going back to Jordan, Jordan Love one real quick, right? Like if you're betting that, you are in 100% belief that the Packers are winning that division. Yes, yes. For sure. So, like, if there's any part of your brain that thinks Detroit's winning it, like, yeah, there, there's that ticket is at least probably worth a sprinkle. I like, I like, I was one of the one of the four I wrote down at least of numbers that stuck out to me. We kind of already brought we brought up Dak just yeah. in compare yes. comparison to the rest of the guys that are around him. He's going that, to have numbers. Yeah, I yeah. think I think that number next to him is a little unfair when we're comparing him to the other guys in that in that range. Um, <laughs> you're going to laugh at the other two, but I mean, as much as we ripped on the di- ripped on the guy, Aaron Rodgers at 22 to one, like, I mean, if he can come back healthy and that team's able, I, you, you know, to put everything together that we thought they were able going to do a year ago, I, you're getting him, mi- you know, mid twenties. I think it's some, there's one I wanted to point out on here. Yeah. I think I, the ship sailed for me on this guy. Yeah. And you know, I, you know, I used to love him as a quarterback. Deshaun Watson at 45 to 1. I mean, if you have any kind of belief that Deshaun Watson could actually bounce back, that is a big, big number. It is. I, I, I lump him in the same thing that I was just about to follow up with you with Aaron Rodgers. This is still voted on by human beings, and human beings hate Deshaun Watson, and a lot of them hate Aaron Rodgers. Yep. I, I mean, and so it is still in ranked voting. You can get by with voting them second, and you don't have to vote them first, and you can say, like, oh, no, I didn't exclude them. I didn't exclude him. Yeah, I'm wondering how much time heals that stuff, but I think you're you're probably right this year. You know, yeah, maybe maybe a year from now or something like that. If you watch us over on DK Network, do appreciate that. We continue on over on VEASAN, talking some next team odds. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. At- 